SeatGeek, and you're going to guarantee yourself the best prices, even with that sort of uh, game day type of buying as opposed to buying them in, in advance. And because SeatGeek is the only place I ever go to look for tickets to a game or concert, that's, that's, that's kind of how I know. I, I actually use the product here. I have the app on my phone, and it, it's great. It's taken all the work and hassle out of shopping for tickets. SeatGeek pulls all the tickets available on other sites into one place so you save time and never miss a deal. You can even set alerts for upcoming games, and SeatGeek will let you know if the price falls. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value so you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see the view from your seat. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, SeatGeek shows you the full ticket price from start to finish and never surprises you with huge fees at checkout. Now, our listeners will get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do to get that $20 rebate is download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Enter promo code SLEEPER, S-L-E-E-P-E-R, and then SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code SLEEPER today. episode 393 of the sleeper and the bust it's september 23rd a friday i'm your host paul Spore, joined by eno saris eno how's it going it's friday you know i got some really bad news what it's not friday no it's definitely friday you got the calendar <laughs> right the calendar's good um there are three games left in um, Vince scully's career and there's only six games left in the season um don't you mean right? 10? 9? 8? 9? 9. I think nine's actually correct yeah. <laughs> for most teams. Like some teams might have the Monday or the Thursday off, right. but my beloved Tigers have 10 games left. Anyway, it's a small number. Anyway, it's an entirely too small number, but we do have the playoffs to look forward to. We're going to continue to help you with your fantasy playoffs, though. We, the streamers thing, you guys have been really enjoying it, getting good feedback on that. So we're going to do it again. We're going to do it for the weekend here. And uh, maybe we can I, – I put Saturday, Sunday on there, but maybe we can push a few for Monday since um, you know, we might not be done in time to kind of – although, actually, never mind. We'll do, we'll do the weekend. Jason and I will talk Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on Sunday. So – Let's jump in on that. Let's look at the Saturday slate. If you if you want pitchers for Friday today, um, you can listen to the Wednesday episode. But we're going to talk about Saturday again. Of course, full slates on Saturday and Sunday should offer a lot of opportunities. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some names your way, and you let me know how you feel about them. We see a guy like Robbie Ray is going to be available in some shallower mixed leagues. He's not going to be available in the ton of leagues because those strikeouts are almost worth. Uh, you know they, they've they've been worth it, even though he's got some flaws in his ratios. Are you taking a shot on Robbie Ray in a shallow league though? He's thirty seven percent owned at ESPN in Baltimore. You know, I feel like if you're willing to play him at home, then you should be willing to play him in Baltimore. True, right? Because the the parks are those parks are both dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to rather. You know, I thought Tillman against Arizona was going to be all right because I thought 
what kind of a DH is Arizona going to put together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. On the other hand, Baltimore has a full season DH, you know, you know, strategy at least. So Robbie Ray is going to have to face the full nine men. Um, and, uh, that, I guess that's the difficulty there. Um, can we play some would you rather's? I, who's, uh, well, absolutely. At that level? There's, we'll keep, what's we'll keep a way in down. Chen is, um, what's a Chen, way in Chen? Chen's on Saturday against Atlanta. Let's, let's, let's throw out a handful of names here and we'll start, we'll start sorting. Chen is 35% on Yahoo and, you know, against the Braves at home. Now we say that. But we have to keep putting out that caveat that they've been good in the second half. Yeah. Not just capable, but good. You know, they've been they've been a, t- a top ten team offensively because Matt Kemp not, is a stud. Uh, it was not amazing his first time out. No, his first uh, time returning back from from the DL didn't look like it fixed anything just yet. But it's his first one back. I want to give him a pass here. Let's let's throw guys like um, Dan Straley at Milwaukee into the mix. Daniel Norris versus KC. Uh, Chad Bettis maybe on the road. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I How think that's f- about the same level. Uh, anything above that? Well, Australia's up to fifty-three percent. Okay, okay. Hey, but you, you know you? what? As much as I like him, I think I would go with Chen. I mean, Australia's going into Milwaukee, and they, he just saw Milwaukee. I was going to say he is it going just, into Milwaukee, which is not not easy. And he just saw Milwaukee in, on the 13th. He did well, but that doesn't, you know, the repeat engagement. Yeah, the, the last study I saw on this was beyond the box score a couple of years ago where they said that there's no real indicator when you do the back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a great start, and then the next one you can get crushed. You could have the crush start and then do well. You could have mm-hmm. two media. Like, the, it was inconclusive that, that the first start was not indicative of okay. – of what would be, what would happen in the next one? You, so, I thought that maybe you know there'd be some strategy stuff where you'd actually be more likely to give up a stinker in the second half because they saw all your pitches. Exactly. Case, and I I, I, w- I was always curious about that, and it, it, it's been a while, so I wonder if maybe there's an update for it. I don't know if things would necessarily change, but that happens a lot where you see a team, a player, face the same team two times in a row, and. You know, th- those are always tough. People will say, "Oh, I don't want to start him again because he just got beat by them," and I don't know the best way to approach it. But let's start ranking some of these guys here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, throw I think. In- yeah, I think it's fair. I think you're right. Let's just throw that out the window. But it, instead, say Straley is this sort of pitcher going into Milwaukee. He, you know, at home in Cincinnati, he's done fairly well. He's a really interesting pitcher. I just wanted to go off on a Straley tangent because some people will be thinking about, uh, you know, keeper. Uh, situations with him and really just understanding his true talent I think is is pretty difficult because he's a real uh, fly ball pitcher and um, you know with the fly ball pitchers one thing that happens is that they beat their FIP a lot of times I think it's I'm not sure if it's survivor bias or what it is but like if you're a fly ball pitcher and you give up league average home run rates then you won't succeed you know yeah uh, and there are a lot of guys who give up a lot of fly balls and get the pop-ups. Um, and, you know, Straley hasn't been amazing at pop-ups this year, but for his career, he's def- definitely uh, better than average for pop-ups. So, uh, you know, what's funny is that his 11.6% home run fly ball rate per fly ball rate right now is below average. Wow. So 
Yeah, so that's how crazy the league has been this year. It's twelve point six or something is average. It, it usually lives in the nine to eleven range. Yeah, um, it's so a that's, crazy, that's crazy season, and so that's why his xFIP is higher than his FIP, suggesting that even with one point four homers per nine, he might be unlucky on homers. Wow. He might have been actually lucky on home. Lucky, yeah. He might yeah. have been on the favorable end there. That's really interesting with Straley. And then you're talking you about going into Milwaukee. And you see his projections all have him for 1.6 homers per nine going forward. So, But on the other hand, he is the kind of guy that is an extreme fly ball pitcher. He's top five or so. And actually, I made a custom uh, board for Zach Buchanan, who was writing about this uh, for Cleveland newspaper. And he was wondering the same thing about Straley. And if you look at this, this, this is the top 10 in fly ball rate. Smiley, Santiago, Scherzer, Weaver, Verlander, Straley, Estrada, Kennedy, Odorizzi, Duffy. So, Interesting group. Guess what? Every single one of those guys beats their FIP. They shouldn't do that in public. <laughs> I'm just kidding. By the way, I've taken that. That's shout out to my boys at the in this league. Um, I think they originally had a guest constantly. You know, he's constantly saying, "Oh, beat their fit, beat their fit," and they turned it into that thing. So that I, I, I always laugh because I say that phrase too, and I'm like, "Yeah, don't beat your fit in public, guys. Come on." <laughs> well, the the other side of that is that they, as a group, average probably around 1.4 homers per night. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you heard all those names, right? They're Absolutely. all. And you know, some of those are the big chronic home run guys like yeah. Indian Kennedy's in there. Yeah, yeah. And Smiley's at 1.69, not nice. Santiago. So, yeah. So it's a uh it's a it's an interesting group of players. So so you would I think you would project him to beat his FIP going forward, um, which is not most of the projections don't do that. Steamer does do that. Okay, let me so let me give you this group of names here in, in and you start ranking them and then give your thoughts on, on others that really interest you. Here's, here's the group I got for Saturday. In addition to Robbie Ray, Chen, and Straley, let's put Daniel Norris, Ariel Miranda, guy you've been talking about that I'm very interested in. And if you have any more thoughts on him against Minnesota, Joe Ross, Chad Bettis. Chad Bettis on the road. That's the only reason I've even included him. I don't know if you want to include maybe Jordano Ventura in that. I know he's been... Up and you know he can give you a really good outing every once in a while, but obviously that blow up potential is substantial with him, which is probably why he's available. Your Donovan Ventura. So let's uh, let's go with, with with those names here between Ray Chen, Bettis, Norris, Straley, Miranda, and Ross. Let's start to map well, it out so, a little bit. Anybody so, you're not using there? Well, Bettis goes up against Kershaw. Oh, so is that guy any good though? Uh, Kershaw. Nah. I mean, come on. Come on, nah. right? So no, okay. We can eliminate Bettis, right? Well, because just, uh, you're not, not going to get the W eliminated, but you're like, what's your chance of a W is probably like ten percent or something. Yeah, and he's not a good enough strikeout Otherwise, ratio guy yeah, to, to make like, it oh, worth yeah, it. I'm playing him for the strikeouts, so, so I am yeah, going to flat like, eliminate him. Uh, yeah, at least eliminate him from the top tier. I mean, if you're, if you're talking about the one percenters, they're just looking for innings and a shot in the dark at a win. So, but Do you yeah, want we're Cody talking Anderson about in this group. There are one, huh? No, there are it's no co- one percenters. We're not this. Yeah, we're not talking one percenters right now. We're not okay. talking the deep guys. We're talking about you know you're you're in a 10, 12, 14 league and you're and you're looking for streamers. Uh, did you put Hamill in the group or he's too owned? Hamill's too because uh, yeah, Colette brought him up and we looked it up and we were surprised he was like eighty something yeah, yeah, at ESPN. Yeah. So I think the Cubs love keeps Hamill 
on rosters, which I get because he is, you know, and he's been really good this year. The whip's been there. So he's 85% at ESPN. He's not going to be available anywhere. Okay. So for me, I think the top two that I like best are Chen and Norris. Okay. That's what I like. Chen, even if Atlanta is a little bit better than they've looked, they're not, they're not a, I mean, I guess you could say they're not a home run team, hitting team, so they could be fine in Miami, but at least Chen gives up homers. At least he's home. And, uh, Aaron Blair, I think, is uh, not a good pitcher. And uh, so there's the chance of the win. Um, Stanton should start. You know, I, I think it's uh, I think it's a uh, that's a just a real nice selection of everything's there except for, you know, wondering if Chen's healthy, you know, and to, then, to your point on on Chen uh, with regards to Atlanta, uh, you look at their ISO against lefties over the over the last month plus and they're 21st. So they yeah. are getting hits. They they can score runs if they start stringing some hits together. But Chen's biggest bugaboo has always been homers, even in Miami so far. So if he keeps them in the yard, he does have a good chance. Just don't let Matt Kemp beat you, man. The guy's been crushing two more homers the other night. So I think that's going to be kind of the the hurdle there. And obviously lefty-lefty matchup for, for Freddie Freeman. Not that he can't hit lefties. But those are the two big areas that you have to really worry about. Keep those guys in the yard, and you have a good chance there with uh, well, I've with got Wei and Chen. Breaking news, do, 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 do. but this one's this one's more like at the end it goes. Do, 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 do. Uh, Noah Syndergaard scratched. No, for his strep throat. Oh, it's okay. I know strep throat. Like, his elbow. Oh my god, his elbow. It's not yeah, right. elbow strep throat, is it? Because <laughs> that's mean, the really, worst one. It's really just it's so sad. But the Mets are. You know, finding ways to win anyway. I was so. just about to say uh, they're going to go Patriots on us, and like the, the second you expect them to lose, that's when they're going to win. Yes, Dribble Cabrera is going to hit twelve walk offs. By the yeah. way, that walk off was awesome yesterday. Yeah, it was amazing. The double, the double handed bat flip. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Um, uh, and uh, the other one, I think, I think Norris is really good. You know, Norris, yes, is, a, Norris. is a good pitcher. He, he, you know, the only really question has been has been walks and. You know, he has one four-walk outing. In his last 10, he has one four-walk outing. Yeah, usually when Daniel Norris gets in trouble, it's it's self-inflicted. And that's not to completely take all the credit away from teams because, yeah, sure, sometimes they do hit him. But by and large, I feel comfortable. I love the stuff. Um, you know, Daniel Norris, can he can definitely, if you're streaming and, and you're looking for that home run, he can definitely give you a really big outing. He's had a sharp season this year uh, 11 strikeouts two starts ago solid outing against cleveland um allowed some unearned runs there but only one earned in five innings strikeouts have been there lately as well which they can they can go up and down even though he has strikeout stuff he's yeah. still kind of learning how to get those strikeouts consistently so i definitely like norris um, he's got, i mean he's i don't know if it's three plus pitches but i think the change is plus uh, the slider looks at least average. It's at least above average, at least by results. And I think you know, there's nothing to indicate that it shouldn't be. Velocity is above average for a lefty. Um, Kansas City is not really scaring anybody right now. Jordana Ventura has the blow up. You know, I'd rather be on the Norris side of that one. So I think those. I think those guys are actually a, a fairly clear of the rest. Joe Ross would be in that group and may even be as good as number one. Yeah, Except but, A, he's going against Nova, who's pretty good, and B, yeah. he had three innings last time out. So how many innings yeah, is he going to get this time? We just don't know. They could yeah. just say, we we want four from you to stretch you out a little bit more, and, and they're not everybody even Everybody would thinking. groan. 
Yeah, and, that, <laughs> and, and and that's the thing. We don't know if that's their game plan coming in. So he is he's a a bigger risk than even some of these other guys here just because of that. And there were three good innings, 51 pitches, but maybe they say this time, okay, it's 75 pitches and he can only get through four and a third or something like that. So that is a risk with Ross. How do you rate Ross, Ray, Straley, and then Miranda? T- tell me a little bit about Miranda first before you rank those guys. What's up with Miranda out in, in uh, Seattle? I get a little bit just looking at the profile. I have not watched him pitch uh, nearly enough. I've seen a few highlights, nothing to go off of. But he is a lefty for them. He gives me a little bit of a Rowanis Elias feel in terms of his profile, which I don't necessarily say as a burn because Elias did some decent things with Seattle and he was a decent streamer for them. So am I off base on that? What, where are you with Ariel Miranda, 27-year-old rookie? Not too far. It's just that instead, Elias was kind of a slider curve. Instead, uh, Miranda's kind of changed split. So he's... Um, okay. I think... In in some ways, the 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 problems are are similar, you know. Um, in both cases, you know, you're looking. Yes, you have two like Ellis had two breaking balls, but the change was never that good. Um, and Miranda's got the sort of opposite problem, where he's got two changeups, but the breaking ball's not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a lefty, at least he has a changeup, and uh, you know he's been pitching in a lot of great places to to pitch. So. Uh, those are the things I like about him. Otherwise, uh, you know, he doesn't really have the background to be that exciting, um, statistically or scouting wise. And there's nothing that sort of pops off the page for me, pitch FX wise, that I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, uh, pretty much average velocity for a lefty. Got some ride on the four seam, which makes um, his changeup read pretty good, but. You know, he's thrown 160, 176 of those changeups. He only has 10% whiff rate. So that's below average, really. And that's his, you know, by number, that's his plus pitch. Minnesota's, you know, that's, that's what he thinks is his plus pitch. So Minnesota's striking out a lot against lefties in the last month. I'm just looking last month. Mm-hmm. Um, but ninth in ISO. So they're going for that power. And it, yes, it's yielding some strikeouts, but Miranda's not a big strikeout guy. Uh, 7.0 yeah. for the season. And let's see. Eight his last time out, though, so against Houston, another team that's prone to striking out. So maybe he can parlay the swing and miss tendency of Minnesota lately to just go for the fences. Maybe he can parlay that into some strikeouts. Um, let's rank these last four here. Ray, Straley, Miranda, and Ross after uh, Chen Norris as one, two. Man, if, if Miranda hadn't been so useful, uh, it's it's like results useful, but not it doesn't... You know, there's definitely some times where you had, like, equals walk to strikeout. Even one game where you had more walks than strikeouts. Um, I don't know if I'd even put him in the same tier. But uh, I'd go – and Ray is, like, the opposite where, you know, the strikeout to walk portion of the the resume, you're always like, dang. Yeah, he's he's better in fantasy because of those gaudy strikeouts, whereas Miranda just, like, he has good ratios. He's been, like you said, kind of a better – real life guy maybe than than in fantasy so the, yeah. if i could just mix those two can i give ray's yeah, just strikeouts m- to Miranda? together yeah God, yep, then yep. ray would have a great changeup. <laughs> that'd be perfect yeah that'd be great maybe one of them would have command um I, i'll i'll take ray i'll take okay. ray um by a nose over straley okay uh then... i wanted to finish the straley conversation and just say that like true talent i think he's a four year guy okay so uh, and I think that's fair. Robbie Ray has the strikeout minus walk rate of a guy who's better than that. 
uh, obviously that's complicated, and that's why they're so close to each other. Ray versus Australia, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault anybody for you know ending up on the other side. Do we put Alex Reyes in this mix? Uh, he's going to the Cubs. I, I, I debated including him. What do you think? Um, I think we kind of have to. He's probably the best pitcher. He's a 55% on Yahoo. He's and, probably and that's the, what I was going to say because the talent is such that when we're gambling here, we want to bet on arm talent. And, and yeah. so, yes, let's go ahead and include I'm gonna do. Reyes. I'm going to put him first. I go Reyes, Ray. And it's almost just like uh, at, at this, you know, because none of these matchups like leap off the page. You know, the, the, the Minnesota matchup would be one of the best of the group, but Miranda's probably the worst arm. So yeah. I'm going to go Reyes, Ray, Straley. Um, After Chen and Norris. Ross so. is in, like, just no man's land. It's just he's he would be in the first tier if we knew he could get five innings. So Yeah, first tier talent, but I, I just, just don't know if can trust are weird, It's too scary. Yeah. It's too yeah. scary. Then Miranda would be, for me, would be in the next group. Uh, I want to see what Nova's ownership is like. I think it has skyrocketed, but yeah, check that out. 59. Okay, so he's good. You, you need to go check. Make sure that he's on a, on a roster. Don't just assume. Yeah, you know, ownership well. rates are probably a little bit misleading right now, too, because, you know, 59% could be, you know, 85% of the people that are still paying attention. True. And, uh, you know, same sort of deal. Like on ESPN, he's at 68%. And again, yeah. that's going to be a lot of the leagues that are still going full throat. If down, Noah's down in the there, I, I guess um, with Murphy Hurt and Harper Hurt, probably, um, I, I think I might put Nova right there with Reyes. Because okay. Reyes going to an American League camp, into American League ballpark uh, that, that gives up a ton of homers. Straley. Is going to a park that gives up a lot of homers and might have been a little bit lucky. And you know, I like him as like a four or five in real life, but that doesn't make him a great fantasy player. I'm surprised kind of by his ownership. I don't think, I think that's uh, being a little bullish on him. Uh, I think bearish? it's because bullish? he's kind of gone without without excited. really the same strikeout. Gone a little bit baby uh, baby hap in terms of joining Pittsburgh and, and just pitching really well. I mean, he has a 15 strikeout to walk ratio. I think that that's really yeah. drawing people in on Nova right well, now. Well, I think he just, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Hap is in throw your best pitches more and don't worry about the rest, you know? Um, four seam curveball, basically. He's a little bit Rich Hillish. That's interesting. Um, by the way, quickly before we jump over to Saturday, do you think they re sign him? Do you the think, numbers uh, don't seem to be lining up. I think that his camp wants like 45 million or 50 million or something. Wait, what? Yeah. Hap didn't even get that. Yeah. And yeah. Hap was unbelievable with them. Like that I know it was a small audition and he's old. I mean there's some different factors. I get it. Um Hap's older, maybe doesn't have as good raw stuff, but I don't know, man. That seems aggressive for Ivan Nova. You talk about fantasy maybe over overvaluing him. I think the league will if if he ends up getting that kind of deal here. So, uh, let me review quickly. You've got um Chen and Norris, are they interchangeable, or did you have Norris? Like, it's Chen all right as your number one. Well, uh, you know, Chen has a little bit of that Joe Ross in him with the innings, but. Uh, so you want Norris as your one? Yeah, I'm going to go Norris, Chen. Norris, Norris Chen, Chen, Reyes, Ray, Straley, Ross, Miranda. Is that how you have it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I'm going to go Norris, Reyes, Ray, Chen, Miranda, Straley, Ross. 
All right. That's mine. A lot of, so little, little, yeah, the, the Ross, yeah. The Ross, we both agree. We just don't know. But. It's just too scary. I, like, I love the talent. He was one of okay, my give favorite me, guys coming into this. Give me, a, give me a name for the one percenters. I've got a name. I'm going to let you go okay. first. Um, my 1% name, God, I want to go back on that stupid Cody Anderson train because I jumped on it uh, earlier this uh, year. Uh, and uh, then, like, I was in, and then, you know, we had the piece kind of talking about how great his stuff was. And I was like, oh, great. I, you know, I, I feel even more justified in, in liking Cody Anderson. So I'm going to say Cody Anderson against the White Sox. I know it's a huge gamble, but again, we're talking 1% yeah, dart the, throw types. He's got two innings so far in his arm recently. I, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no. Hey, hey, hey I, I'm not really, you know, this is the one percenters, you know, someone got mad at me for talking about Ryan Weber, I think. And I was like, Dude, <laughs> there are some people. The teams that, themselves don't know what's going to happen. Those are yeah. those are almost bullpen days. You know? Now I'm afraid to go back on it because actually I didn't know what his ownership was going to be. I'm going to stick with Anderson, but I almost if I would have known, I, I should have known because he's been terrible this year. But Tyler Duffy also caught my eye a little bit. But I'm I'm sticking with Cody Anderson. He's my one percent guy for you deep leaguers. Who you got? Right, my name is Hulis Chassin. Hulis. I don't like that he's going into Houston. But I don't like, I don't like that at all. Strikeout but masters. Yeah, they strike out a fair amount. He's not walking anybody, and he just went into Texas and did okay. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm not saying that's like a rock solid data point, but again, the one percenters. You, what I look for is can he throw enough innings tonight? And uh, he just did 11 innings the last two starts, so I think he can. Uh, there's no obvious reason he can't do it because he's got multiple pitches he's not a guy who's just you know been a bullpen guy his whole career um i think carlos Correa is hurt i had a really interesting conversation with him where i was talking about a dip in exit velocity and um he said you know those are just things you deal with during the course of the season and i said yeah but your ground ball rate went way up too and he said yeah you know you do what you got to do to make it work and, and you're reading that as a little bit of code. And I for, said, wait a um, second, are you hurt? grinding? Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 <laughs> because he doesn't want to. He's making excuses. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then but someone that, else replied to me. So there might be stuff in the Houston media that I just missed or something. But you know, there's somebody. Somebody said he's been reworking his swing uh, to deal with injury, and that's that's what's happened. So. Um, Anyway, that that takes a bit of a, a little bit of punch out of that that lineup, and I know Gaddis is, you know, murdering balls right now. Sure, uh, please don't do that to your balls. <laughs> and uh, and of course, Altuve is still there, and you know, Springer. I just don't I mean, really like Asher that much. I feel like Bettis isn't going to give you a win. Blair, that, I think, is terrible. Yeah, I, I need a win opportunity if I'm going on the one percent. Seattle, and that's is, why Seattle's going for a, a for a postseason berth and is better than people think. And you know. what do you think about Raul Alcantara for Oakland? I mean, I know he has to go against Texas, but it is at home. Yeah. I just haven't found anything in the line that I can really hold on. Yeah. To. Yeah. You, you don't love that 4.4 strikeout rate with the 1.9 yeah. Homer rate. Yeah. And God, J- tough Jared Cozart against Madison Bumgarner seems like a real David and Goliath story. <laughs> Until Jared Cozart's in the bullpen, just don't talk to me. He'll be, be the next great closer. I, I can still, I can easily see that path for him because he has nasty stuff that can work in short spurts. But no, I, I, I don't see it. Let's go to Sunday. Plenty of great options here on Sunday as well. Oh, it's a good day. Um, I'll start putting the names together here. We got Dylan Bundy. Um, 
Eduardo Rodriguez should be pretty widely available. I don't think Carlos Rodon will be. We're going to talk about Finnegan because he's hit hit and miss. Tyler Anderson. Rodon is 71%. Who is? Rodon. It's a little yeah, bit high. So, that's yeah, pro- probably go not jump be on him if you're a, if you're a shallow like a ten teamer. I think that's that's a real nice one for the day. Man, there are a lot of good ones here though. Musgrove, Boyd, um, Giselleman, yeah, let me, let me, Cotton. Let me, let me uh, put together a short list here. Uh, Cotton. Yeah. Um, uh, is, well, where's Bundy. where's Taiwan Walker at right now? I know he's had some great well, starts, so he's real probably... real change to his uh, mechanics. So. Yeah, I, I, I like I like seeing a big change like that with a stuff arm like that. So Cotton, Bundy. Oh, 41% for Taiwan Walker. So we can put him on the list. Walker. Um, AJ Cole. Yeah, Cole. That's, that's I think, I've got, I think that's I've got 10 two. guys. we got to start Gizelman. chiseling this. Maybe Gazelman. Let me, let me take Gazelman and, and Walker out. Okay. I'm zeroing in on, this is, this is my guy for the day. I've got a guy. Go ahead. I got a guy for the day, Jarrell Cotton. Oh, I love Cotton. Yeah, I, I was going to pick that. him too. Bold, just, bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> just, just ran a, a piece with uh, with Carson Sestouli. We went back and forth. You about, had to work with that guy. Ugh, yeah. that's brutal. <laughs> anyway, continue. It was a pleasure. Uh, I and love uh, we we went back and forth about Cotton because he loves Cotton's um, he loves Cotton's changeup, but Cotton's cutter is the one that's getting twenty percent whiffs. Which averages around eight. He finally, um, Cotton finally got some strikeouts last game because the swinging strike rate had been there in the first two starts. He didn't really need it. He was dominating against LA and KC um, without strikeouts, just plenty of playable contact. But then his last game against Houston, another one earned run outing, six innings, six strikeouts, no walks. Been really impressed with what I've seen out of Cotton in in these first three starts. I agree with you. Definitely one of, um, if not the best pick of the day, I can fully get use, behind that. Use the cutter more in the second game. The first game, he was fastball change because, you know, it's a Bugs Bunny change. I mean, if you can, if there's ever been a Bugs Bunny change, this is it because it's got like the biggest differential in baseball in terms of velocity. It's a straight change, but it's like you, you can like set up, you know, a T set and, you know, uh, and pour some tea before it gets there. So, uh, you know, I, I love that analogy for some reason. That was terrible like, old man dad analogy. Anyway, it, no, it was it was unique. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, anyway, in the second game, um, through nine percent curves, twenty percent cutters, and I think you know, you, you guys have all heard me talk about how the change, a great change alone, will not lead to to great strikeouts. I think the cutter is going to be pretty devastating because if he's 92, 93 with the four seam, you know, and then the cutter is like 88, 89. They think it's the four seam, yep. right? And then it has that sort of breaking ball-esque finish. And then the change, you know, either they can spot it or they can't. If they can't spot it, it's a straight change. Straight changes you can actually throw for strikes. Straight changes yes. is, is the Marco Estrada movement where you, you throw that for the middle of the zone. And if they can, if they, you know, most of the time, I think what people do with these things is if they can spot it, it's a breaking ball or a changeup, they don't swing, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's why, you know, Rich Hill and, and maybe Cotton, you know, Marco Estrada, when they're on, what they're doing is they're just throwing their breaking stuff in the middle of the zone. They're, they're off speed, their changeups, whatever, for the middle of the zone, not, maybe not the middle, but, you know, towards the zone. And if they choose to swing at it, 
it's not going to have the same outcomes as a fastball usually. And if they don't swing at it, it's a called strike. So I think that combo for Cotton could be nasty where, you know, he's got them looking to key on his fastball. Here comes the cutter. Uh, they're looking fastball. Here comes a change in the zone. So uh, I know that scouting types have, have talked about not seeing frontline, you know, uh, frontline potential out of Cotton. And I'm one of the few people, you know, I know Carson's been all over it, so I'm not, gonna, I'm not trying to take away from him. He's a definitely a fringe fiver, and Carson is really good at, at finding these guys. But <clears throat> I don't see how you look at a guy who had double-digit strikeout rates for the last two years in the minor leagues and say, and no, no problems with walk rates, and say, oh, yeah, that guy has no frontline potential. Maybe if he comes up and he's throwing 86 and has like a 65 mile an hour changeup, then you say, okay, you're headed for the pen. You're that guy in Texas, whoever that guy was, Claudio, Alex Claudio. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He's got like an 85 mile an hour fastball and like a 65 mile an hour changeup. He's not going to be a starter, probably. But uh, Cotton, you know, has legit velocity, man. He's 92, you know? And he knows what he's doing with the ball. I, I love him, man. I think he's, he's going to be on my. He's going to be my fifth starter on like all my teams next year. He's been really impressive. I like I like Cotton as well. Um, like you said, Sestuli's been on it with the fringe five. I was always wondering, you know, I, I, I've talked before about how I'm not a huge, huge prospect guy, so I kind of go off of what I read a lot, and he just wasn't getting the love. So I was like, okay, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have enough to go off of here. And, you know, he was, he's been in fall league before, but I not memorable to me if I did see him. And so I just kind of curious and three starts in, it looks good. And the stuff is there. Obviously it's three starts, but the stuff is there for cotton. So we love him. Why did you eliminate Walker, by the way? You mentioned that, that you were going to cut him immediately from the grouping. Mm. Not impressed by his near. Well, I'll just say this. I love Dylan Bundy. Okay. And I know Bundy year two. Yeah, Bundy's, you know, you know, maybe tiring. I don't know. The last outing wasn't great. And there was some velocity up and downs. But, you know, the last outing was Boston, you know. And yeah, the other bad outing against Tampa, that. he had seven strikeouts in three innings, you know. So um, I still see a lot to like in, in him. And I just don't see the same crazy up and downs with, as I do with Walker. I mean, yeah, I like that Walker made a – you know, made a tweak to his delivery. But, uh, you know, last time out, six six strikeouts, four walks. He had a, a blow-up, you know, take him Five out. Third two out, it's, Yeah, two-thirds of an inning in. Yep. Um, no, no, it's it's fair. I was just curious um, because he was coming off the, the big start two starts ago. I think people might not have seen that. Okay, then he followed that up with a pretty modest two. But two. it might be a little bit unfair. I think – I would just put Walker third. It's, it was it was not cutting okay. him out of a. I don't know that it's necessarily a huge tier. I think it was a little bit excited about Cotton. Um, you know, I think Cole Walker Giselman is an interesting grouping. Uh, Cole I, I guess I put Giselman. Ed, okay. Eduardo Rodriguez. To me, Taiwan Walker is like a righty Eduardo Rodriguez. It's like it's uh, the little girl with the curl. You know, it's, it's either going to go really well or just not. The little girl with the curve. Jail, you know, so. Uh, Erod, <laughs> I don't want to call him Erod. That was stupid. That's not a Ed. real nickname. Uh, Ed fourth for you, or Giselman fourth. I did talk so, to to Ed about his pitches. 
Um, Is he, he's not tipping him as much this year, but I think he's had some bouts of the tipping yet again. The tipping that really got to Eduardo Rodriguez last year. It seemed to be anytime he had a bad outing, we'd get a report later that they knew what was coming for three innings. Yeah, he did say something about fanning his glove. And that was, yeah, that was the big thing. Nesson did like a great breakdown early in his career last year, showing how much he would fan the glove. And, yeah, so you know. he's, he's thinking about that. He's also doing something where he like, sometimes he'll get the grip as he's bringing the ball up so that you can't even see, you know, what the grip is in the glove. Mm-hmm. And uh, the hard slider for him, I think was a big deal. And then he said the knee hasn't been right like almost all year. So that yeah, that's been a big issue. I mean, he's been on and off the DL. But Eduardo the command has. has been good this last stint since coming back off the DL. Does get and, Tampa Bay as well. Yeah, I think Tampa I might Bay. I might put him. I like that Bundy is facing a National League offense and he's at home and the season's on the line. I kind of like that. I mean, they might take him out in four four and two thirds. That's the that's the bad part. But Ooh, you by know, the way. Before you go on that on the Bundy thing, I mentioned Tampa Bay as as a favorable thing for Rodriguez. Over the last month, they have the highest OPS against lefties, uh, so that might not be great. Who does? Uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, that's amazing. Because well, they just lost Souza though. Ah, uh, that's true. But it might be part Longoria, of it. Goria still have Logan Forsythe. Yeah, What's that? that's true. That's true. Yeah, so I, I mean that's just that's just a month. Well, Giselman is Giselman is a credible like credible major league pitcher going against the worst offense in baseball. So Phillies, yeah. So let's actually put Giselman after Cotton, put Bundy next. Uh, so I'm going Cotton, Giselman, Bundy, Walker, Ed, Cole, Cole. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Finnegan, Boyd, Musgrove, and Tyler Anderson? Any love for them? They're just next level for me. You're next level. I'm like, next okay. level down. Oh. Wait, did I just insult myself? Yeah, you insulted yourself. You could have spun mine into a positive because <laughs> saying next level usually sounds good. But uh, I was using it to try to to try to try burn Yeah, I, I, I put that. That's the next grouping. Of that grouping, I think. Um, I, got, I got Anderson all the way up at, at two. I like Tyler Anderson a lot. Been pitching yeah. really well. He's going to be on the road against the Dodgers now. He is going to be facing squaring off against Rich Hill. So the win will not be easy. You know, it could be one of those really close games into the sixth, seventh inning. So you could leave with a no decision. He's it's gotten good some good day. strikeouts. So yeah. I, I'm Cotton. All right, I slept on Anderson. I, 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 you, you convinced me. Yes. I'm not going. I'm going Cotton. Giselman. I like that Giselman matchup, man. I, I've got it. I've got it pretty high as well. I've got him fourth, so I'm I'm with you on liking him. For me, my my top five right now: Cotton, Anderson, Walker, Giselman, Bundy. And, well, and and hit Hill and the Dodgers may just win that game and not and take away some value from Anderson. That so, certainly hurts. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going Cotton, Cotton Giselman. Giselman, Anderson. Bundy Bundy has the risk of going four and a third and being replaced for bullpen while they try to win that game. True. Yeah. Uh, AJ Cole Walker and Ed seem like like Insane. very similar. Yeah, all three of those fair. guys could have amazing games that day. I think that's fair. Um, and then Musgrove, I'm just gonna, Finnegan, and Boyd. Where are you I'm on those? Put Cole last. I'm gonna put Cole last. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go. That's how, that's why I put Walker, last. Ed, Cole. Walker. And then, then there's a teardrop. Then there's a, a you know a drop down in tier. 
to the kind of um, next level guys, which you know, Musgrove. What was it? Musgrove, Musgrove, Peralta. Finnegan, and Boyd. Musgrove, Finnegan, Peralta, and Boyd. Oh yeah, um, Willie. Hey, gotta give Willie's a little bit good. of love to to old Wiley there, man. Yeah, he's been he, better recently. He's, he's bounced back. Um, you know, you can you can only do so much to like a six ERA, which is I think what he came. Yeah, he came back to a six sixty eight ERA. But since returning from the DL on August 9th, he's got a three twenty six ERA in forty nine and two thirds innings with forty three strikeouts for for Willie Peralta, including a, a nice six innings one run in Chicago against the Cubs last time out. Yeah. So let's get it. Yeah, I, I and, agree. And, and it co- coincides with a velocity increase, too. I mean, it's one of, some of his best velocity in his last three years. A, me- a measure of health. Look what, look what health can do for guys. Yeah. I, I will go with Boyd and then Peralta and then Musgrove. Okay. And then last group. Musgrove has a great matchup. Uh, he's throwing the cutter more. I like that. Um, he just didn't not throw the sinker as much, and his K-minus BB numbers are unexciting. Um, I thought they would be better than that. He is walking more people, which we kind of called for. Who's and, that, Musgrove? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you saying, know, kind yeah, they can actually dance on the zone a little bit more, yeah. Because um, major league hitters are hard, and you probably shouldn't throw it in the middle of the zone. Yeah, don't just give in to avoid the walk, because you're going to get crushed, and, and that's that's what was happening. He is facing L.A. I guess you could... You could put Musgrove ahead of ahead of Peralta because uh, Cincinnati can score runs sometimes, but Cincinnati doesn't really score runs. That's a, it's a pretty bad offense, actually. You know, Peralta could give up a home run and still win. You know, giving up a run or two. <laughs> Absolutely, so. solo shot to uh, to Joey Votto, and and he still wins. I went Cotton, Anderson, Walker, Giselleman, Bundy, Musgrove, Boyd, Ed. Peralta, Cole, Finnegan. I got Finnegan last. I, the volatility kills me, man. And I, all of these guys are obviously any streamer is. So we're talking levels of volatility. And you don't even know if he's starting because Yahoo says Adelman's starting that day. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I was looking at at Rotowire and they had, but and it's Finnegan, not. It's yeah. not confirmed. Finnegan's velocity has been up and down, and uh, I don't really like Adelman. I just yeah, I'd stay away either. from Cincinnati pitcher that day. Yeah, we'll just eliminate that altogether. Then we'll stick with these ten guys. But there's a lot. Well, here's the thing: there's a ton of options on Sunday. Yeah, it's pretty good. You're gonna have to. There might be some dartboarding involved. Who's your one percenter? Do you have another one? Ooh, one percenter for the day. I need to look up uh, Clayton Richard. Hasn't he been pitching well lately? I feel like I've he heard some things tangentially. 10%. He's a 10%er. The thing is, he changed his arm slot, and he's uh, swinging it from the side a little bit more. Okay. Hasn't been good for his K-minus BB, but it has been good for run suppression. And he's given up one home run in his last six outings. Wow. Um, so, you know, that has been decent for, you know, turning him into kind of like a more of a sinker baller, you know, uh, limit the limit the the dampen the the balls in play sort of thing 10 percent is a little bit high for a one percenter though i mean um, I'll, I'll accept it though he's going to be available in 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 mixers like deeper mixers yeah he's, he's going to be out there in a, in a good number of them it's not a great day for one percent for the one percent how about our bro bro oh you mean brault isn't it bro i thought it was brault you know for the for the world it should be bro okay I mean, that, I know I'm saying there is a, I know I'm saying it with the French, the French. There is, yeah. There's a French um, B R E 
AUX football player for for the, oh, really? for the Saints too. It's perfect. <laughs> you know they got they got the French Quarter over there. Um, yeah, it's it's perfect. They got Delvin Bro. So well, you know maybe that's the, who who you're really interested in. B R A U L T Bro. Uh, has a real nice sinker. Um, Stole my name, by the way. The the change is a problem, uh, but it's been getting whiffs, so he must be just using it sparingly and uh, and figuring it out. And he's actually kind of a four seam slider guy, but I think the sinker has enough movement where we've got a legit um, you know three pitch guy there, even though it's two of them are fastballs. He's not a guy you'd you'd you know stake a bunch of money on unless you know I'm in one league where it's I need wins and K's and. I'm sure other people are in this situation where I need wins and K's and hopefully he doesn't give up five and one, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I think that's sort of the, that's, that's the one percenters motto right there. It's like, the, don't give up Please five and don't one. Give up five and one. Please don't give up five and one. They just chant. So, yeah. So, you know, Cole could be out early. Washington's pretty much just nursing themselves to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have no idea what bats are going to be in the lineup that day. And, um, you know, they're at home. So that gives bro just like a little bit of a, uh, like a, a pat on the, on the butt. This one's a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a stretch on the, on the 1% piece here because he is, it might not even work. I was going to say Colby Lewis, but he's, he's, How much is he? he's actually 28% at ESPN. Yeah. So that might that just might be too high. I mean, if he's available for, for, for you yeah. in the deeper league, deeper leagues, go for it. But he just might not be widely available. I think I think given uh, Bro Brault, whomever for Pittsburgh and Richard, I think those are the two good. Those are two good names. Yeah, Thompson, uh, Jake Thompson is going up against um, New York, and I just I just haven't. It's also it's wild. Reliever. It's, yeah, it's the it's the mechanics. It's the command. It's you know who actually is the right one percent guy. You know, he's, again, he's a little bit more than one percent. But Willie Peralta, who you actually ranked in the in the higher level, there saying yeah. for mixed leaguers, he's only eight percent at ESPN. He's going to be widely available. So keep six percent. Yeah, Yahoo. That's interesting. Yeah, okay, that's a real answer. He's probably our. And if yeah. you if you need two, then and go, bro. He's our one percent guy. You know. I think that's going to yeah. wrap it up, man. We're going to get this posted so people it. can actually uh, utilize it here. We'll talk. I think about... what we'll do next week, we may do some streaming next week, um, and then maybe we'll do something um, early in the off season where we just, you know, look ahead maybe to like you did that piece on on the top twenty four, so we could look ahead at the top twenty four, twenty five pitchers, so that you know people who keep one or two pitchers they they. You know, know whether or not we think that they're one of those types of keepers. Yeah, uh, we'll do maybe some season do... decompression. Kind of look back at some. You know, I want to do something where we look back at some um, seasons that might have gone unnoticed. Like yeah. I, I feel like a lot of times quality seasons, and, and this one hasn't gone unnoticed because I keep talking about it. But like like a Matt Kemp season from a crusty veteran, I right, think some yeah, of those yeah. quality seasons go unnoticed. Like maybe do you did you know did you know that Carlos Santana has 34 homers? Well, yeah, I mean, because I own him like five times. Well, yeah. I, see, I knew you did. You and I <laughs> love him. Um, I'm a huge Carlos Santana guy, so I've been drafting him 
for years and I I'm still on the train this year too so it worked finally I was waiting for the big power surge but you know maybe we'll do something where we cover kind of a handful of years like that for hitters and pitchers who are maybe more established veterans who had really good seasons a lot of a lot of season review stuff that we can do over the next couple of weeks and then, as we kind of transition and then I think as um then we'll get we'll try to get to the winter meetings we may we may slow down a little bit you know maybe two a week or whatever uh, we'll get to the winter meetings before we take a big break. Mm-hmm. Um, and then right around the winter meetings, we'll probably should do a, some sort of dynasty check-in. Love it. Where we, you know, we talk about, um, you know, like a top 100 keeper ranking. And we talk about, um, you know, keeper decisions on, on certain players and uh, help people that, you know, some people have have deadlines that come way earlier because they're in, in dynasty leagues, I think Otto New has a has an interesting deadline uh, for keeper decisions, and so um, yeah, we'll try know, to. Stay I know some ahead leagues have like multiple ones too. It's like you, you okay, you do your first round here, and then you mm-hmm. let more of the off season go, and then you do your next round here. So yeah, I completely agree that uh, getting into that stuff, it, it's really never too early because you just deadlines can can change uh, league to league. So yeah, plenty plenty of plenty of review stuff forthcoming oh. as well as some look ahead so good luck to all of your teams in the end game uh good luck to all of you your head-to-head playoff teams and uh hope you uh have a good weekend everybody and thanks for listening